Welcome to Leading the Next Generation with Tim Elmore. I am your co-host, Andrew McPeak, and our mission here at Growing Leaders is to empower the emerging generations with skills to lead in real life. And Tim, today we're talking about fake. That's one of the things that makes it hard to lead these kids uh, in today's world because fake seems to be everywhere. Fake news and fake pictures, and now there's deep fake videos, and it just feels like it's everywhere. It's crazy. In fact, what's ironic to me is the world we live in now demands authenticity like never before, Mm -hmm. and yet we've probably never seen so much fake, so much filtered photos and everything like you just said. So we're talking to our listeners now about how do we help the emerging generation sift through this world of, of fake. Absolutely, because I think they long for truth and authenticity, yeah. they just don't know how to find it. Yeah. So, yeah. But what's interesting is uh, we think of this as a, a problem of our era, but it's actually been a problem of previous eras as well. Oh, oh, absolutely. Decades ago, in fact, the classic illustration that comes to my mind is Orson Welles' The War of the Worlds story, 1938. Yes. Uh, this broadcast that went on that actually stunned... Uh, everyone. You're knowing what I'm talking about. Talk about what, what that was. Absolutely, yeah. So this is a radio broadcast, and if you're familiar with it or have ever heard the story, you've probably seen the movie, but in the original broadcast, it's actually, um, it's written and performed as if it's a radio operator. So it's actually written that way. Yeah. So when people tuned in that night as the War of the Worlds uh, fictional story is being read about an alien invasion coming down, uh, the everybody who was listening, because it sounded like a real radio broadcast, all of a sudden they start to wonder, increasingly as it goes on, are aliens attacking the, the yeah. world? And people start freaking out everywhere. It was crazy. Yeah, it was caused a nationwide panic. So listeners, you may reminisce, you may want to Google this, but it was a broadcast intended to be entertaining, yeah. but absolutely shocked people to the point that they thought they needed to respond to the Martians who were invading planet Earth. Which yeah. is just a funny thing to even think about, right? <laughs> yes, and yet, is. honestly, there are so many parallels to our world today, aren't there? Yeah, no, no doubt about it. So in the words of journalists John Schwartz and Marco Della Cava, and here's what they say, fake content is a genuine problem on the internet. Between fake news that sways elections, fake apps that trick shoppers, and fake book reviews that stymie sales, the web has seen a huge surge in fantastic, misleading, and outright false messaging that threatens to make uh, truth really hard to find. We just have to sift through, and sometimes we we don't have the stamina to, to wade through all the stuff we need to wade through to get to the truth. Absolutely. And so, you know, we're kind of headed in this direction, but what it really requires is for you uh, when you're engaging with the world, especially the world on a screen, to have this certain mindset to be able to just cut through the clutter and see through the problems. Because this fake world, I think, is creating... Um, lots of different problems, maybe even some that we didn't expect. No doubt. In fact, I've said a million times, even on this broadcast, I think, that um, when social media arrived on the scene, we were ambushed. We didn't know quite what it would do to us, but much of the problem has grown because of social media. We have 140 characters on a tweet, but boy, it's clickbait. Oh my gosh. And whenever it's emotional, you go, what if that's true? So you start clicking and then re-clicking and then it's, you're off and running and you can hardly wait to share it with a friend 
And of course, now we're not even critically critically thinking anymore. Absolutely. It's designed to be sensational. Yeah. Um, and increasingly, the more you live in that world, the more you become desensitized to it, the more you start not to trust different things. And obviously, this is all leading to the problems that we're experiencing with Generation Z, right? Yeah. If we're wondering why they have problems with authority, I might draw some connection back to the world they've grown up in, That's right? True. Authority yeah. hasn't always been honest with them. Yeah, that's absolutely true. In fact, that is... That's a, that's a mantra of Gen Z. Yeah. Uh, we want to trust our leaders, but I'm not sure, are you trustworthy? And in some ways, you can see why they might say that. There's yeah. been a lot, of, a lot of flaws. So anyway, this is going to be a great topic. Let me kind of bottom line it, listeners, for you. The two potential negative outcomes that we see from this fake world that we now live in, on the one hand, people are obviously getting duped into believing things that are not true, which is one extreme. Yes. But the other extreme is we start becoming cynical and thinking we can't believe anything when yep. there is truth out there. We just got to wade through all, a lot of... Uh, it's like wading through a lot of rocks to get to the gold. That's Absolutely. really what this is. So we, we, we need them to develop this great skill that we call critical thinking. That's Absolutely. the way we migrate our way through through the world of fake. Absolutely. So it's it's really a balancing act, right, between these two realities of we don't want them to just blindly trust everything yeah. they see on the internet, right? But we also don't want them to be so overly skeptical yeah. that they don't trust anything, right? Yeah. Uh, we want them to be able to cut through the clutter, see through the mess, find the truth maybe in a, a, a field of, of lies or misinformation or par- perhaps misleading information. And so that's really why it comes down to a life skill. We talk about life skills so much. Mm-hmm. And the reason we do is because when we impart that skill, we we use the term empowers a lot. We're literally empowering them to be able to make sense of a very uh, a world full of very false and, and fake information sometimes. Absolutely. You know, this hits home for me mm. because I have a very, very dear friend that continues to send me outlandish stories. Yeah that she is certain are true and earth-shattering. You know, mm-hmm. in fact, you need to know this. And as I look at what... Because she's a friend, I look at it, yeah. and I think, if this story uh, were true, its magnitude is so great, there would be thousands of journalists globally that would be reporting on this, not yep. some weird, funky... Uh, you know, website. Yes, yeah. It's off. So again, it's critical thinking that I believe she lacks, but here I am in the middle of this needing to read all this outlandish, emotionally charged. That's one reason. By the way, that's one, I'm going to tip my hand real quick. One of the ways you can pick, pick through fake is to see if it's emotionally charged. You need to really take a double look at that and say, wait a minute, if this is true, why, why this language? Why this unknown source? You know, all those things become true. So this is our topic today. Absolutely. So we're going to get really practical in just a minute. We'll talk about what do we do about this. And you've got, as usual, some very uh, doable solutions. But before we get there, let's talk about why is this such a big deal? Yeah. Why, why is it important that we address this? Because many people maybe listening are going, I signed up to teach science. Yeah. Why do I have to talk about yeah, fake yeah. news? But this is actually a really crucial topic that all of us engage with. So talk about why yeah. that is. So here's some thoughts that I've got. Because human beings are hardwired the way we are, we are emotional creatures. We like to think we're logical, but we are emotion. So when we see or hear, let's just say we see or hear an outlandish story, mm-hmm. and we think maybe it's true, uh, we think how fun this will be to share it with 
you fill in the blank, my yep. friend, my family, whatever. Yep. So we're actually drawn, even though we're logical, rational creatures, we're drawn to this crazy emotional outlandish story uh, that's really clickbait. And, and so we're drawn in, we're sucked in almost like a hook on a fish that's pulling us aside. So, and of course, Twitter is the number one tool now for referrals of false, false information. Mm. It's shifted over the years, yeah. uh, social media platforms, but Twitter's number one. And while adults are even vulnerable to the world of fake, I'm right, we're, we're talking about this because the, the danger to students, they just don't have a filter yet that really helps them understand. According to Pew Research, uh, the survey they did, Andrew, nearly two of every three people receive their news from social media. Interesting. Uh, from one half in 2012, about 11 years ago. Wow. So two out of three of us are not getting it on some reputable maybe news network, yeah. um, but we're getting it from God knows who yes. on a social media feed. Yeah, yeah. So it's maybe we're scary. following Real News Today at Twitter. That's probably a real Twitter yeah. handle, so I'm sorry to Real News Today. But but that's exactly the, the mindset. Like We think we're following things, but uh, social media sites don't always vet those things for us, right? Yeah. And so if yeah. we're... Uh, if we're inclined to believe it, we just kind of go along with it. So while the students we talk to, middle school and high school, says, I know you can't believe everything you see on social media, according to a new study, get this, Andrew, 82% of middle school students, 82%, uh-huh. can't tell the difference between sponsored content and a real news article. That's a little bit scary Yeah. Me. So what they're seeing, even though it's an ad, yeah. it looks to them like real news. And if you've ever been on basically any website today, there's always ads on the side that sales says, you'll never believe what happened to yeah. whatever. And if I'm believing that all those things are true... It's kind of like picking up a tabloid off of the rack and going, I can't believe all of this stuff that's true, right? And yet we do that every day on the internet. Yeah, it's true. Well, and I'm even thinking of the not-so-long-ago presidential election that happened. Mm -hmm. Both sides of that issue claim fake news was happening on the other side. And and the bottom line is uh, confirmation bias happens. Yes. Because social media is set up the way it is, let's just say Facebook, I'm not picking on them, but... You know, you're you're reading this feed, this news feed, and they know exactly what you like to read, so they're going to feed you more and more. Well, pretty soon you got seven sources. They're all illegitimate, but there's seven sources telling yeah. me X, Y, Z has just happened. Yep. And I'm thinking, okay, this got to be true. So many people said it. Well, Andrew, think about it. If we base our judgment on truth with seven people told me, yep. that's a little bit scary to yep. me. Yep. Um, yeah, because I know seven people. I put them all <laughs> in the same room. That doesn't mean I'm going to trust the opinion that walks out of that room. Yeah. yeah, and of course, you and I both know the louder something is said doesn't necessarily make it more true. Absolutely. But sometimes the loudest voices are the ones that get listened to. Absolutely. So our generation, which claims to value authenticity, is now very vulnerable to fake. So mm. uh, this is a real issue we've got to talk about. And I actually think Generation Z is watching adults succumb to this problem and going, if you guys can't get past it, how can you expect us to in a lot of ways? Yeah. So why don't we talk about how do we help our students? Let's do do it. Yeah. I Um, think we got a few ideas here. Very practical. Uh, Tim, walk us through the first one. Okay. So listeners, I want you to know these are ideas that we think are helpful and relevant. They're simple. Uh, They're at least a starter for you. You may think of 17 ideas uh, better than these, but we need to remember this is not going to go away overnight. Yes. So um, step number one, I would say, um, why not challenge students to be countercultural? So they all know that a lot of junk is being shared on social media. What if you talk to students about their value of authenticity, then challenge them to live up to it? 
Encourage a revolt against fa- the fake world that we live in, full of artificial content and fake personas, you know, Insta and Finsta accounts, you know, um, Photoshop pictures. Dare them to initiate the honest post they want to get from others. That's my challenge to you. Dare them to initiate the very posts that are honest that they want to get from others, to refuse to post anything unless they know it's truthful and helpful. I heard years ago about um, a social media star. Her name was Essa O'Neill, who was super famous on Instagram. She had half a million followers, and she actually ended up doing exactly this. Part of it was because that life she was living was actually causing her a lot of emotional distress. But what she decided to do was delete half of her photos, wow. and the other half she recaptioned to say, here's how I was really feeling that yeah. day. It looks like my world is perfect. It wasn't actually perfect. And the whole goal was to basically be truthful and honest to all yeah. those uh, literally mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of people who were following her to say, what you thought you saw on a screen wasn't true, and I'm yeah. going to tell you the truth now. Yeah. And I think stories like that of young people who are able to sort of cut through the clutter and be honest are exactly the kind of countercultural message we want these kids to be no picking doubt. up. Yep. So that leads us to number two. Let's do it. I think we need to teach them how to fact check. Yeah. Now, teachers, I'm sure you're going, we went over that. Yeah, well, we probably need to do it again, mm-hmm. maybe every three or four weeks, because so much comes in. Our emotions are drawn to these outlandish news feeds or whatever it is, and we, we jump on board without, without thought. So, Andrew, we posted blogs before about fact-checking and checking on this world of fake, but I, I think it'd be great to have a conversation about the volume of fake content online and then challenge them to, teach, uh, to check the veracity yes. uh, of each piece. Um, we do this for research papers, right, in class. I believe it's time we do it with uh, social media sources. Let's demand legitimacy in our information. And I would say, in fact, let's teach students to consume social media messaging with a real dose of skepticism. Yeah. Uh, for instance, check to make sure there's multiple sources. Yeah. I remember, Andrew, I think we talked about this before, um, but um, I remember one young lady that posted something that the president had said about a wall going up. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've all heard about that. Yep. And she posted and said, I just think this is so wrong. She had another friend say, you might want to take that down. That was actually the last president that posted that. <laughs> and I don't think you're wanting to endorse it. So, but see, that was just, she didn't... Got mixed she didn't up on what her. happened, She yeah. was so drawn to, yeah, we ought to say this about... And she wasn't thinking. Yeah. So. And I've been victims of a victim of reading a great headline and thinking the whole world needs to hear that mm-hmm. headline without really checking yeah. what's behind the headline. One great practice that I have started is when I start to read an article, if it says a new study has come out, before I finish reading what it says, I click the link of the new study because I want to know where was <laughs> yeah. that study done and who did it and how yeah. long ago was it and um, those kinds of things because that can often give context. So before you fill your head with the information from the sensational article, fill your head with the facts of, yeah. the, of the situation and whether or not it can be trusted. So listeners, if you want to go deeper, I would just say, if you want to go to our blog page, there's free articles on, on fact-checking and, and walking uh, young people through a series of, of good steps. All right. All right. Number three, three, show them the dangers of fake. I think sometimes it doesn't, we don't need to be prophets of doom, but we just need to say, you know, th- you're vulnerable. So you don't have to look far to spot how dangerous fake news is today. A simple Google search will reveal stories of people who've lost jobs, uh, spouses, 
friends, reputations, maybe even elections due yeah. to incorrect or inaccurate information floating around on social media. So we need to help students identify the potential damage. That in itself will give them a check on the inside to before they click, they need to, to, to think twice. A word of warning can go a long way to prevent trouble from happening again. Absolutely. The more they understand that this is not a benign issue, it is truly something they have to get down, I think the more action they're likely to take as a result. No doubt. So we got a few more listeners. Number four, discuss the use of social media, and I might add the proper use. So the very nature of social media platforms, the goal is to prioritize news that achieves the most engagement, <clears throat> which may just be falsified, okay? So because they're into, we, I want clicks and views and shares, they're going to say things to get you to, to yep. click on it. Yep. So I think we need to just discuss the use of social media and make sure that um, we understand that social media's bias is for shares, not truth. Uh, so we need to teach, teach kids to question the sources of information and recognize the true nature of this uh, weapon that's in our hands. Yeah. I heard uh, one educator say, it's like putting a gun in a 12-year-old's hand when I give him a, a smartphone. And maybe that's exaggeration, but he means you can kill reputations and yeah. families and marriages and friendships. a lot of damage. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, a good way to think about it, social media is for awareness, not necessarily <laughs> truth, right? Yeah, that's right. It's for introductions, not necessarily relationships. Yeah. And once we understand where it fits and what it's for, we can see its value and what it brings to our lives, but we can also keep it from taking too much charge mm -hmm. over yeah. what we're doing. Yep. All right, so number five. Distinguish outlets for emotion versus information. Andrew, yeah. we've talked about this at the Growing Leaders team before, that screens are a place for information. Yeah. Even when we communicate, email or Slack or whatever it is, that's a place for information, not emotion. If yeah. you've got an emotionally charged message, you need to have the courage to say this probably needs to be a face-to-face -face or at least voice-to-voice -voice on a phone. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to double-click on that, but I just feel like that's an important thing for us to teach the next generation. It's totally true, especially in engagements with other <clears throat> people whom you know. And and this goes back to that classic problem of uh, you know bullying that might happen uh, with the kids in your school because it they are they refuse to say something face to face, but they're totally comfortable yeah. with saying it behind their <laughs> avatar right. online or whatever. And this is that's what this is really about, is if, if you want to share some information, that's great. Use, the, use those places for that. But if you want to talk to somebody, give them feedback or uh, share a hard truth with them or whatever it is, you really need to have the courage and learn to have the courage yeah. to have that face-to-face. -face. That's really what uh, social awareness is all about, yeah. you know, of yeah. understanding when is the time for what kind of conversation. Yeah. So one caveat on this before we go to the final step I believe, Andrew, as you do, there is a place for satire. Mm -hmm. You and I both have subscribed to hilarious, you know, news feeds or whatever. I think of Babylon Bee, you know. Or the just, Onion, yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly, hilarious place. But I recognize this is satire. I have sent it to my wife, and she didn't realize this wasn't USA Today. <laughs> oh, my God. OMG. And I, no, 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 honey. No, this is this is uh, satire. So yes. we just need to be careful with... with uh, well, yeah, and that has happened to so many people. We had a yeah. former colleague who did yes. that as well, and yes. you know he regretted that, but but that happens. It really does. <laughs> it's true. All right, last All right. one. Number six. Uh, this is just blunt. Stop hiding and lying. Mm. So lying and exaggerating have become commonplace in our world today. Listeners, check this out. The average American tells four lies a day. That just scares me to think about that. Uh, because I'm thinking I'm usually talk to, if I'm one of them, I'm usually talking to people, I, I, their friends, their colleagues. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
So that amounts to 1,460 lies every year. And hyperbole is everywhere. The word awesome, don't you think, maybe is overused just a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we thought, that's awesome. And pretty soon it loses its meaning. Um, So I think we just need to watch ourselves. Let our yes be yes and our no, no, and be straightforward. And I think it may take a while, but people learn, I can trust you because you speak just facts. Absolutely. There's so much wisdom in this. And and like Tim said at the beginning, maybe one or two of these ideas may resonate with you more uh, than others. But just want to encourage you to have these conversations because building critical thinking in the next generation is possible utilizing some of these these uh, tactics, right? Having conversations with them, helping them see social media and, and the world around them a little bit differently and begin to find that balance like we talked about between just blindly trusting everything, but also being overly skeptical. We yeah. got to find a middle ground between those two things. So I'd like you to close this out with a bit of an illustration. Um, The proverbial, the boy who cried wolf is one reason why we shouldn't uh, you know, believe fake, because pretty soon they stop believing you because most of what you've shared is not real. There's a great historical account of this very, very thing. Absolutely. And this may be, we talked about uh, sharing the dangers of fake. This might be a great story to tell your students in order to illustrate this concept. Well, we all are familiar with the infamous um, story of the Titanic on yeah. its maiden voyage, hitting the iceberg and going down. And really, we know uh, a lot about that story. It's a story we tell often at Growing yeah. Leaders. But a lot of people don't know about the stories that happened in the aftermath of that great tragedy once the Titanic uh, hit the uh, hit the iceberg. So uh, about 30 minutes after striking um, the iceberg, uh, the Titanic sends out a uh, SOS signal, right? Uh, totally... Uh, panicking, come to rescue us, all those kinds of things. Well, uh, what followed after that original uh, SOS signal was uh, a series of messages uh, from the Titanic and to the Titanic that went unreceived or that failed to establish any meaningful contact. Mm -hmm. In other words, the rescue operation of the Titanic that could have saved many more lives that night was actually duped because of fake news. It was actually their version of fake news uh, way back in the early 1900s. Part of the reason was there was actually this craze at the time of amateur or novice radio operators. Uh, So the radio had just been invented recently, and so people would get these uh, radios and they would send signals out. Uh, Well, they uh, would often pass around false information and other things, and that's exactly what happened that night. All of these uh, amateur radio operators started clogging the airwaves with fake news of sinking, um, of other pieces of misinformation. They were actually reporting several different locations of the Titanic, so the rescue operators couldn't even figure out where the ship was. Uh, All of that misinformation uh, later even led to public frustration over the disaster. Um, And so while I think uh, the radio operators that were working that night are to thank for the 700-plus people who survived, there was over a 1,000 more who didn't. And lots of the blame down through history has now been pointed at those amateur radio operators filling the airwaves that night with false information that kept the real truth from getting through. And it's just one more example of why this is so important that we make sure the truth gets out. Good. 
Well, thank you so much, Tim, for your wisdom today. Um, thank you for inspiring us to continue to have these conversations. Uh, if you're looking for ways to talk to your students about critical thinking, we have tools to be able to do that. There are many tools available. We're partial to Habitudes. It's a tool that we've had uh, for many years. Habitudes are simply images that form leadership habits and attitudes. And as a part of our Habitudes for Social and Emotional Learning program, you will actually be able to teach students about evaluating situations, developing critical thinking, seeing the world from a different perspective, perspective, all of super, super vital life skills. So if you want to find out more about Habitudes for Social Emotional Learning, head on over to growingleaders.com slash SEL. You'll actually be able to try it for free. So I'd love for you to check that out. Well, as always, if you would rate this podcast, give us five stars on uh, iTunes or wherever you get this podcast, that would be super helpful for us. Uh, share this with somebody you know. If you found it helpful, pass it along to a friend. Uh, if you want to connect with us online, we are at Growing Leaders and at Tim Elmore pretty much everywhere you are. And we try and spread true information on those channels. <laughs> That's right. And then finally, if you've got ideas for this podcast, uh, things you want us to talk about, people you want us to interview, uh, shoot us an email. It's podcast at growingleaders.com. We love getting this. Well, thank you, Tim, once again for leading us today. And, and uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time.